Hello, it's Tiana. Um, oh, let me start again. Hi, my name is Tiana Dodson, and I have a complicated relationship with vegetables. Um, so this, this, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I think I'm not unique in this way. I think many people have complicated relationships with diets. Oh, that was a Freudian slip. I think that's also true. <laughs> I think lots of people have complicated relationships with uh, bleh. Now I'm gonna trip over my words as I was trying to be eloquent and cute and stuff. However, I think lots of people have complicated relationships with diets. However, one of the most complicated parts of those relationships might have to be with vegetables. I'm not unique in this way at all, I'm pretty sure. So I'm gonna start with the maybe unpopular opinion, I don't know, I don't, I don't, anyway. Um, I have this belief that most people who either hate or really dislike vegetables or any specific kind of vegetable, it's mostly because they've had them before and didn't like the way they were either prepared or how they were served or how they were like seasoned or whatever. Um, or maybe it's because they have connections with um, being forced or coerced into eating them. So this is a historical trauma. And basically, I think that that's really the, the foundation. Oh, oh, that was several reasons, but I think these are really the foundations of why people don't like vegetables. Because vegetables are delicious. They're also super variable. Like, there's so many different kinds of vegetables out in the world. And for you to just like blanket say, you don't like vegetables. Number one, there is zero way that it is possible that you have tried every single vegetable that is out there. Also considering the fact that every day, these interesting horticulturist peoples are out here making new varieties of vegetables. Um, you can't just blanket dislike or hate all of them. Um, and number two, I think that it's sort of not possible to just hate all the things um, because that would, well, that's complicated too. Anyhow, so I said I have a complicated relationship with vegetables and I think the best place to start is with my own history. Um, so my, my history, yeah. So I'm biracial. Um, my mom is from Guam and I didn't grow up with my biological father. I grew up with my stepfather who was a black man from Georgia, um, born in 1933, matter of fact. So most of the vegetables that were served to me during family meals um, were usually dinner because that's the meal that we tended to eat together as a family. Um, they were things that came out of cans and what we were eating were like canned peas, which were really my favorite, um, canned corn, green beans, um, and pretty much that's all I sort of remember. Now, it's funny because I 
was I caught myself saying like as I was telling my story to someone once that we didn't eat a lot of vegetables and that's actually not true I don't believe that actually because when I started like thinking about this and kind of writing out my ideas and my thoughts and my memories about this relationship that I have I realized that there actually was a lot of vegetables in my childhood but generally a lot of those vegetables were in like chamorro dishes so these are the dishes you know the traditional dishes of the of the indigenous people of guam and i would be able to experience these dishes because we would go to fiestas and celebrations and we would have potluck style so like people would bring these wonderful dishes um that i only got like you know periodically within uh, throughout the year because of the different um celebrations that we had and so there were vegetables in my childhood they were not necessarily an everyday thing but they were there and i had a lot of like experiences of them that were actually pretty pleasant um in addition because of my stepfather's influence we ate a lot of soul food southern style food um and to be honest there's actually a quite a lot of vegetable within soul food so the discourse around you know southern style soul food being you know quote unquote unhealthy that's more a conversation uh telling you a lot about people's racial biases and anti-blackness more than anything because there is quite a lot of vegetables in soul food itself like i mean we ate fried green tomatoes fried okra we ate greens so collard green and mustard greens um there might have been some kale in there it's just i didn't realize what it was at the time because i was a child um we had sauteed succotash which is basically corn and squash you know like my mom gardened so we had all kinds of like yellow squash and zucchini and just tomatoes flowing out your ears um we had good stuff and those vegetables came from our garden and ended up on our plates because my mom would make things like zucchini bread so there were actually a lot of vegetables in my childhood however what i realize is that the thing that has really warped the narrative for me around what my real relationship with vegetables has been was dieting um and i would say that well i mean i was conscious i became conscious of the fact that i was fat and there was a problem with it when i was around eight years old um and essentially this started me on a dieting journey not because anybody put me on a diet expressly i was fortunate in that way but my mom was a dieter and i had a larger body than my mom did so i just got the idea that because she had to diet and there was a problem with her body i had to be doing these things too additionally there were other people who were making it clear to me by for example making fun of me um when i was at school and things like that so you know children can be cruel but that's not inherent to children that's something they learn from their parents haha -ha. so um 
fast forward many years to when I started to have control over my own plate and really like my dieting, like my very focused dieting started when I left college and was out in the world as a professional person with a job and an apartment and bills to pay. Um, <laughs> that I could barely manage. Okay, anyway, I, I made it happen anyway. But I was dieting, and this is when I started doing Weight Watchers, when I joined Weight Watchers. Um, this is when I was introduced to a salad as a meal. Now, granted, I had probably seen salads as meals prior to this. However, this is the first time that it was really like very much in my face. Um, and basically like dieting makes food unpleasant. Like food is a wonderful and amazing thing. And like, it's so pleasurable and so sensual and so enjoyable. And dieting just takes all of that away from everything. And it just warps it into like these, well, it becomes guilty. You know, it, it, it just slathers the shame all over it. It's like, oh, are you having pleasure with that? Well, you're probably wasting your points because this is probably a quote unquote junk food or it's a quote unquote fattening food or whatever. And it's just like, it just takes all the joy out of it. So I started to look at vegetables as a way to buy my sort of freedom in a way because when I was doing Weight Watchers vegetables were free foods you know which meant that they didn't carry points with them okay certain vegetables because some of the starchy vegetables quote-unquote are the bad ones and so you have to avoid those anyhow um vegetables in general were like this free-for-all and you could have as much vegetable as you wanted but the problem was like I couldn't have canned vegetables because this was also at a time when the discourse around dieting started to also encompass health really into it and so like a canned vegetable was not good for you it was unhealthy because it was full of all this salt and salt is bad for you and I agree salt is probably not optimal for the system if you're having too much salt but that is also a completely different conversation that is completely individual so we need salt in our diet it's important for our metabolic functions you know so i couldn't go back to what i knew because also i had absorbed all the ideas that like you know soul food was bad because it was fried and dieting doesn't like fried foods as well so it was just like what do i do well i was left with steaming uh salads with sauce on the side um and like i guess boiling and basically like steamed vegetables boiled vegetables can be delicious but you have to sort of know how to make them delicious. And that was not something that Weight Watchers was teaching me. So I was stuck with these mushy, undelicious vegetables that just made the whole experience worse. Unless I was eating a salad 
which was then just dry, just dry. Because when you put the sauce on the side, I mean, lettuce is great, but like, lettuce be dry. So it was just not a great experience. And I did not enjoy vegetables, which wasn't great. So like, ultimately, um, I just, I just, I just, I had this negative ass association with vegetables and like I I know that vegetables are enjoyable I know that from here where I'm at today but back then it was just like there was this pressure to perform um you know healthy quote-unquote healthy eating which was basically this just very disordered way of eating um there was also the reaction to being restricted from what I could eat, which was also causing me to hate these vegetables and these ways of preparation because they were so representative of what I couldn't have and just like the feeling of deprivation that I was having and that caused me to want to rebel. So like, you know, fuck all of this. These taste terrible and I don't give a shit if they're healthy. I don't want them, you know? So all of that just you know stick that in the bag of having complicated relationship with vegetables and complicating that relationship further so fast forward another few years i found a health coach and with this health coach who was a raw vegan she helped me try veganism and so here i am in this fat body trying veganism not for any real reason other than supposedly it was going to make me thin and that's what I was really trying to get to you know regardless of the fact that over the top I was like I'm trying to be healthy I wasn't trying to be healthy I was trying to be thin and what I found about veganism that just was really difficult for me was that it was really expensive because again you can't like well there's just like there's there's a school of thought around veganism the people who are much more religious about it where like your vegetables have to be peak freshness you have to be doing farm to table it has to be organic and like you know you just have to reach for that perfectionism and i was like all about that at the time because like i was like yeah y'all have the answer for me i'm gonna get that thin body that i've always wanted so i'm gonna play this game hard as hell and the problem for me was that it was really expensive it's very expensive to subsist off of super fresh vegetables that are organic and minimally processed and all of that um you also need a lot of tools that you probably didn't already have because you can make zoodles you know <laughs> zucchini noodles um like I guess you could make them with a knife and a cutting board that you probably have at home however you won't make them that pretty spirally shape without a spiralizer um and they always get to be so thin and really nice when you use like this very specialty machine um this piece of equipment that haha you can't really use with many things because the one i have is plastic and it's pretty flimsy so basically like i have to buy 
expensive vegetables. I have to buy all kinds of tools. And guess what? Those things take time. So to make a zucchini noodle, to make a zoodle, takes a lot more time than just chopping up a zucchini and tossing it in a saute pan. Um, like you have to have a good blender because all of the dressings require that you like, you know, blend up some things into a creamy consistency. And like my health coach was also like anti-oil because she was like so high on the healthest hierarchy that she was just like oil is nine grams of fat per calorie or nine nine calories um per gram or something some, some ridiculous number but basically that was too much which means that wherever you use oil you don't need oil you should just use water so this was also like taking some of the fun and like enjoyment out of things because you know what fat does that makes things delicious it also makes them really nice and creamy and so here i am <laughs> in in veganism land like without a lot of the things that help make vegetables and vegan foods delicious because i was following her lead um and i just i was exhausted I was exhausted by all of this because I was working two jobs and I just, I didn't have any options for like convenience unless I was going to be eating like crudite. So unless I was going to like have baby carrots, which, you know, interesting note, baby carrots are not great because blah, 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 politics, whatever. And so you shouldn't be eating baby carrots. Um, you should be buying carrots and chopping them up. And it was just, it was too much. Like there were so many rules. It was basically just another diet for me. And I was, I was just exhausted and over, just overwhelmed by all of it. So I stopped being vegan also because it was making me mean because I was really upset and just not happy about how I was being forced to live um, by staying on this kind of eating plan. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna back up and I'm just gonna eat green smoothies. And that way I'm gonna like pack all of my vegetables and nutrition in right there in the morning and it'll be so awesome. I'll have a super nutritious breakfast, super healthy vitamins, minerals, fiber, great health in a cup. It's great. And um, yeah, that, no. <laughs> was so ridiculous because again you have to have a really good blender that can like not choke on the stems of the kale that you're putting in there you know um because regardless of how great you are with taking kale off of the stems there's still some pieces in there and you know you a carrot is hard you know, your blender has got to really be able to deal with that. And if you throw in a handful of cashews, um, even if those bad boys have been soaked, like, look, uh, your blender, your blender needs help. Um, so you need to have a good blender. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to spend the 700 euros or 750, I don't know, with shipping, it was so expensive. However, I had, I had a Vitamix. I actually still have this bad boy. Um, it's limping along, but I love it. Um, and like, so I had to invest in this 
expensive ass blender did i have to no but i felt like i had to because it was part of the culture you know um but it was just so much cleanup i mean i understand that a Vitamix is easy to clean. However, it's like you still gotta peel things. You still you're you're still chopping some stuff off. You like you know you're chopping off like the edges or the the stem parts and stuff. And it was just like there was so much cleanup. There was so much prep work, and the results were really mixed because sometimes that smoothie was hitting it it was so great and it was just like i was sipping it and i was just like i feel life coursing through my veins and sometimes it was just like oh this is horrid <laughs> you know like what i really need here is um i don't know but things that are probably not going to be quote unquote health coach approved um and it was just a lot there was so much involved and like regardless of how many people will tell you like on the youtube or their blogs or whatever that it's like super easy you can make them ahead of time blah 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 whatever like sitting down with a like a brown like a diarrhea brown thick ass drink just just ain't it sometimes just not just not you know um and so like i i just couldn't i couldn't deal with it again exhausting so basically i yeah i just i gave up on that and for a while i was just completely and totally burnt out on vegetables on like trying to do vegetables and trying to be healthy on all of that it was just it was too much and there's a lot of reasons for that i'm sure but we're gonna focus on the vegetables, right? So fast forward to where I am at right now. And I have a child. And that's complicated on its own. <laughs> because parenting, oh, it brings all your stuff, all of it up, everything. It is constantly a battle with yourself. And then this small creature, that you have created who is basically a sort of reincarnated version of yourself there to just try you at every step of the way um it's interesting it's very interesting so the challenge of being a parent is that you want to try especially when you're somebody who has a history of disordered eating and you're recovering from it you want to try to not give that to your child. You don't want to pass on that piece of intergenerational trauma. You want to try to encourage your child to be a good eater, quote unquote. Um, like somebody who is able to just like eat like really intuitively, like honor their hunger cues, honor their satiety cues, like not have this whole complicated relationship with any kind of food. You want them to be able to be like, oh, it's time to eat. Great. I'm going to eat what makes me feel good and fills my bad, my, my stomach and, and that I enjoy. This is what you want for your child because you're a good parent and you want to love them well um it's emotional 
it becomes an emotional experience because it's not just about the fact that you went out and you bought those organic sweet potatoes and you peeled them with your own hands and you chopped them with your own hands and then you gently steamed them gently prepared them gently mashed them added just enough salt and butter and you know love and energy and effort and labor to make them wonderfully creamy when you mash them to have your child take a lick and go this is disgusting mama <sighs> it's a lot it's emotional it's a lot so i find myself at this point in my life planning meals for myself and other people in my household and always having to think about the vegetables. They're always an afterthought. They're never an integral part of the conversation with myself about what we're going to have. They're always kind of like, oh yeah, there are no vegetables on this planned plate of food. What are we gonna do? And basically it causes panic some sort of panic what do i do at this point what vegetable works really well with this what vegetable can i put in this that my child will not object to because this child has a freaking homing beacon for onions regardless of how delicately and carefully you have chopped them into tiny little pieces and sauteed them until they are soft and caramelized and delicious this child will just know an onion is there like it's shining like a beacon and will refuse to touch it so basically it's this whole fight <laughs> it's this whole fight about trying to find something where I am not being required to cook 17 different meals. Um, so basically, I have been doing a lot of things. For example, I deal by ignoring the vegetable hierarchy um, that I had been taught where you know fresh and organic is king and then frozen if you absolutely must and then like fried or canned because you cannot avoid them this was what i was taught and basically i'm like fuck all that noise a vegetable is a vegetable is a vegetable be it fresh frozen fried canned pickled whatever if it's a vegetable <laughs> that you know it, it grew out of the ground somehow i don't care how we deliver it into our faces it's a vegetable that's what matters to me um and so like i'm just about like just figuring it out like how do you get vegetables in and so a great way to do it is to fold them into things that already have vegetables in them for example even though tomatoes are technically fruits, we use them in a vegetable sort of fashion. So if you're somebody who likes to make a red sauce, a marinara, a bolognese, and eat that over some pasta, yo, this is a prime vehicle for vegetable stuffing. Now granted, it's not your 
um, grandma's marinara, but, um, you know, I doubt that actually, because I recently learned about something called sofrito, which is an aromatic mix of celery, onions, and carrots. No, maybe it's bell peppers. Anyway, it's aromatics. It's aromatic vegetables that are cooked up together um, and sweated before you add on um, the tomatoes. And they give this wonderful flavoring to your tomato sauce base. So it is a possibility that down your line, folks were adding a lot more vegetables to their tomato sauce than you probably do today. Um, and like, be creative with it, whatever you like, like, you know, chop it up, toss it in there, like make a chunky sauce or a sauce that's barely red because it's got so much other stuff in it. Do that. Do you make it delicious. Just add vegetables. Just try some stuff. Um, blend it in because that'll also hide that texture because I know some people the issue with vegetables is texture and so if that's your issue then you just gotta blend some stuff together and if you can deal with that texture if you're liking that there we go marry them all together you got vegetables in there so this is what I do I'm just trying to figure out get them in where they fit in like um, when I make macaroni and cheese I know this is blasphemy I'm sorry I sort of don't care um, things that are actually delicious to put in macaroni and cheese uh, pumpkin sweet potato <laughs> these things are really good uh, with if you mash them up and mix them into your cheese sauce oh my gosh they're like lovely and sweet on their own and i'm a big fan of like sweet and savory together so maybe that's not your thing that's all right um but basically putting it in there like it cuts some of that heaviness of the cheese and the pasta um it adds this like light freshness and this little bit of earthy sweetness it's so nice um i like to do that you could try it it's cool if you don't that's fine um pickles are awesome and it doesn't matter what kind of pickle if it's just like you know the normal garden variety american sandwich pickle um or if you're gonna go like real fancy and get some jardinera or like if you're gonna go you know reach over into the korean aisle and grab some of their pickled stuff i mean korean food is amazing so like figure it out because pretty much anything that's a vegetable can be put into a sweet or salty or any type of and kind of brine and now you've got shelf life you've also got something delicious to add to a little bit of anything um and uh basically we're ditching perfection here like that's that's all we're doing we're just here to just try stuff vegetables don't only have to be salad but if you can reclaim that relationship with salad salads are also an amazing thing to be eating and get freaking vegetables from also you can add a salad to a sandwich i'm a big fan of tuna salad and i don't know why it's called salad because generally it's got mayonnaise in it but you know it's tuna anyway i like to use shallots and pickles 
And I recently discovered jalapenos are amazing. Um, pickled jalapenos are amazing on a tuna salad sandwich. And I will give myself a generous helping of tuna salad on bread. And then I will put some lettuce on the top of that. And the thing that's really nice about adding leaves of lettuce, whatever kind of lettuce, I'm not gonna judge you if your iceberg lettuce is what you're eating, cool. You're eating lettuce, good for you. Um, basically, I like to put that in there and that is my sandwich because that lettuce gives you this wonderful textural crunch and this like moisture, this like a uh, flavor coolness. Um, it just is really a nice, textural feeling when you have that on top of like the creamy savory uh tuna salad with those little bites of like spice from the jalapeno and you know like the sharp little notes of of a uh, shallot and ooh the like you know uh, sweet and sour pickles yummy so <laughs> we can see what tyana likes anyway so like figure out ways just like just to experiment with it like think about what you actually like because um in the end like vegetables that are frozen are awesome because you can take your time you can take a little handful you can toss it in you know and not worry about the rest of it going bad that's perfectly fine um don't be afraid to buy things that are pre-cut like i understand it's sort of wasteful plastic packaging so on and so forth and also they tend to be really expensive but um like a lot of grocery stores will have like a pre-cut mix um that's not branded it's just grocery store brand because they're chopping up whatever they've got left over or whatever um look for that kind of stuff in your in your um your produce aisles and like dips sauces marinades absolutely yes those things also make your vegetables delicious so don't let anybody shame you for like slathering a, sl a piece of celery and all kinds and types of dressing um in the end you're still eating celery and that's what matters um and like any pre-made mix is really nice because it generally is like cleaned and chopped and mixed up ready to go for like whatever kind of sauce or protein you want to toss into it seasonings optional though i disagree with that seasonings are never optional always season um yeah sometimes if you need to buy it outside that is also an option uh if you can afford that and you have access to that in your in your space um because i don't know about you but over here i live in central france mcdonald's has an amazing set of salads and um they're expensive but they're also nice large portions um and if you get it as a meal you can also get fries and a drink with it so it's like really a nice complete meal um basically veg is veg is veg so if it's a vegetable it grew out of the ground it doesn't matter what form it is in when it gets to your face like that's how we're getting vegetables in and yeah because though my relationship with vegetables is really complicated and sometimes i 
have these moments where I'm trying to plan a meal and I want to have some vegetables, but I just can't make it happen. Basically, I am living my best fat life by leaning into the knowledge that both the ideas of perfection and quote unquote, the one right way are lies. And I am allowing myself to do my best, whatever that looks like. And I want that for you. So this has been Tiana with a complicated relationship with vegetables. I hope that this has been helpful in any way, shape or form. Um, yeah, have a lovely day. Bye-bye.